We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 3 10 and 15 mark ian hoken for scoot today he'll be back on tuesday one hour left today and then i'm gonna be back with you on monday afternoon let me see i'm gonna pull up guest sheet from monday and tell you what we got coming up on the show on monday i'm pretty excited about monday monday is going to be a great show uh, we're going to talk to matthew in ukraine in that first hour we're going to get in touch with him right away he's finding a secure line he can give us a phone call from the battlefield get caught up with uh, our unofficial wwl ukraine correspondent at 220 we're going to talk to uh, a harvard professor whose name is danielle allen about the movement to uncap the house. And by that, I mean remove the cap that has been put on the House of Representatives. I think it was maybe a little over 100 years ago they decided, you know what, 435 representatives is enough. Uh, We don't want any more. Miss Allen and some other people that kind of run in her circles think, you know, Congress will work a lot better if we uh, had allowed the size of that chamber to grow in proportion with the population of the United States, which means that we would need more than 1,000 more members of Congress than we have right now. God, can you imagine? So we'd have, instead of 435 Congress people, we'd have almost 1,500? Are you kidding me? I don't know, man. It sounds pretty not possible up front, but the more I read about it, the more I think it's not a terrible idea. I'm sure most of you probably won't agree. Not exactly smaller government by adding another thousand representatives, but it might make them work for us instead of themselves and instead of their, you know, fat cat friends, the corporate K Street lobbyists and big tech and all that. Some other ideas in there, uh, in addition, you know, uh, term limits for Supreme Court justices and some other stuff. That's going to be in the 2 o'clock hour on Monday. Don't miss that. And we're going to finish up on Monday talking to historian Kelly Shannon. We're going to take a good long look at the history of Iran in the 20th century. The the thing with Iran, man, it's complicated. You know, they are not our friends. Uh, You know, uh, the Iranian government, and I think a not insignificant amount of the Iranian people, really hate America. And they hate the West. And... I wanted to learn a little bit more about why. And this is not going to be the Iran apology hour, but I want to talk to a historian and get the details on 
What happened between Iran and the United States? What happened between Iran and the United Kingdom? What happened between the Iran, uh, the Iranian people and Russia that got us into the situation we are today where we are just completely at each other's throats? That's all coming up on Monday. Uh, here's a text on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line that says, Coleman, have you ever had a Long Island iced tea? Don't unless you are with some friends and not driving. Have you ever had a Long Island iced tea? Yes, I have Long Island okay, iced tea. Okay, I'm glad can, you have a Long Island iced tea. Yeah, I, I can't. I've had multiple. Yeah. And I've, I've survived. Uh, just for the record, I, I kind of like regular straight alcohol, such as just shots of Jaeger. Jaeger. Uh, shots of Everclear. Yeah. So okay. a lot of these cocktails, you know, I haven't experienced because I don't like mixing my alcohol with fruity stuff. I see. But I, I, I will. I'm willing to experiment because I've been hearing the hype. This guy said he has the number one ranked cocktail of all yeah. time in the world. So. Esquire magazine says Jewel of the South has the number one Sazerac in the country. So Coleman and I are going to go get Sazeracs on Monday. Uh, and then after we've had the fancy drinks, then you and I will go next door and get some Long Island iced teas. Okay. As promised. Headline reads, Taylor Swift fans outraged over local authors, quote unquote, smutty new erotica book. Yikes. Uh, I'm going to be delicate here, but this might sort of uh, be leaning towards like a PG-13 couple of minutes. So if you got young ones in the car, you may enjoy just humming the national anthem for a little bit. From the article, reading now from phillymag.com, Ivy Smoke who's the author, said that she wrote the book Roughing the Princess, which is a play on roughing the passer, I guess, in just three days. But it took Taylor Swift fans much less time to hate it. Smoke published Roughing the Princess at the very end of September via Kindle. Sites are selling that book for $6.99. The book, of course, opens with one of those standard law and order style clauses. This book is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, events or locales, is purely coincidental. The article continues, that's hogwash. The resemblance to actual persons is hardly coincidental, let alone purely coincidental. Smoke made it clear from the outset that she was writing a book inspired by the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey affair. No, she did not name the characters Taylor and Travis but has described one character in the book as a pop star princess. The other is a football superstar who is maintaining a, quote, secret relationship with the sassy heroines. The article continues, as for what happens in Roughing the Princess, well, I read it and let me say my editors wouldn't let me do too much quoting here. The book is extremely graphic. Straight up literary porn. Not that there's anything wrong with literary porn. Well, not until you start putting America's sweetheart into it. Soon after the book's release, Taylor Swift fans took to pretty much every social media platform imaginable to express their outrage and suggest that the book represents an outright invasion of privacy. The fans also took to platforms where the book was being sold to write reviews. Those reviews included quotes like, 100 pages of yuck. I felt embarrassed reading each page. And I'm a smut reader through and through, but this is cringe. Some other readers also called the book entertaining perfection and exactly what we asked for. Yikes on bikes. Yeah, there is a market for this kind of thing. And I think Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey aren't the first celebrities to have, you know, this sort of literature written about them. But then just goes to show you the power of Taylor Swift and her army of Swifties. The book has disappeared. 
reading from the article, it's unclear what happened to the book. It's no longer available through Kindle. It was available through Barnes & Noble's website as of Wednesday morning. But by Thursday morning, poof, it's gone. The New York Times speculated that there might have been legal issues surrounding the publication of the book that led to its removal. You know, it's funny that <laughs> the people who hated it, and but they still took the time to like go on Amazon and review it. They said it's 100 pages of yuck. Well, you read all 100 pages, didn't you? It's one of those, it's so horrible, you couldn't stop. I can't stop reading because it's so bad. You know what I'm thinking? First of all, I have so many questions, but I'm going to stick with this one. Okay. I have the suspicion that if Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey's relationship gets sour, they mm-hmm. can read the book and get ideas of what they can actually do. Oh, my Lanta. spice it back up. Oh, I mean, yeah. You think that it would be good source material for them wow. to get the, the, the flame yeah. anew. Rekindle, you know? Get things, uh, get, get things a little more exciting around here. I'm sure they're fine. They've only been going out for a couple months. Which is surprising how that book came out so fast. Like, how, how long does it Dude, take to wa- write 100 pages of yuck? They write this stuff so fast. I forget, and I don't, I couldn't say why I know this. It's just, I don't know. But there's a guy who writes extremely specific books like this, and you get the impression they don't take that long to write. Like, you could probably write one of these things in a long weekend. You know, it's not it's not like War and Peace. You know, the plot is usually pretty straightforward, if you understand what I mean. Okay. You well, know? I might I might request a weekend off at okay. the end of the year and All right. see if I can crank one out. Well, you're certainly not going to find the Taylor Swift book or be able to write one about that because they're going to come after you. All right, we'll step away here, and we're going to come back with Ton Trong, WWL's multimedia journalist. New Orleans has long been associated with mystery, murder, and the macabre, but the bayous along South Louisiana have their own dark stories and creatures. One of the most identifiable stories is that of the Rougarou. You can hear the, the Ton Report, which is available at our website, www.com, and on the Odyssey app and wherever else you get your podcasts. He's always got something interesting to talk about, man. He does a great job. He goes out in the community. Stories that are really hyper-local, that are important to us here in Louisiana, you know, in New Orleans and the surrounding area. He's a great journalist. We're so glad to have him with us. When We got a big upgrade when we hired Ton Trong up here. Uh, so that conversation is coming up next in just a few minutes. We're going to get a look at traffic with Dave Brandon and be right back with Ton Trong. I'm Ian Hoken for Scoot on WWL. Be right back after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I promised you 90s jams and I delivered. <laughs> you know the words. You to stay, get your booty on the floor tonight. More 90s jams coming up to get you ready for the big holiday weekend. Ian Hoke sitting in for Scoot today. Scoot is in Portland with the fam. It is his granddaughter's birthday, I think Monday? Yeah. No, that can't be right because he's going to be on a plane on Tuesday morning. I don't know. Anyway, his uh, Margot's birthday is this weekend, so he's up in Portland celebrating with his family. But he's going to be back on Tuesday, and I'll be... Back on the other side of the glass. Joining me on the line right now is Ton Trong, WWL's a multimedia journalist. Ton, welcome back. Ian, thank you. After that song, I feel like I'm, I'm at a pep rally in high school again. I know. It just kind of makes you want to get your body <laughs> moving. Like, I'm just kind of like, you know, bouncing up and down in this chair a little bit. This chair's got a little bit of give to it, so I'm pump, pump the chair. Okay, man, tell us about the uh, the latest episode of the Ton Report, which again is uh, available at our website, www.com, and on the Odyssey app, and wherever else you get your podcasts. What you got this week? Well, I thought that with Halloween around the corner that we should take a look at some scary stuff in Louisiana, and I'm not talking about the, the, the crime in our city. I'm <laughs> talking about some of the lore in Louisiana. We got enough drama in, in that department when it comes to, you know, just reality fears here but i thought that you know let's let's take a look at some of the the great lore that comes out of louisiana and particularly the one character that pops into my mind and uh and then i'm not wrong about this is the rougarou so i went down to lafouche parish to talk to a raconteuse as she calls herself uh a, a storyteller uh from from the cajun bayou say it one more time what, what is what is that what is that word what, uh, she calls herself a raconteuse, sort of a raconteur. Oh, oh, sure. Okay. Raconteur. Yes. yes. Okay. Continue, yes. please. Yes. Uh, but I spoke with Alexis Bro. She's a, a, a long, as she would say, she's from Cutoff, which she says it's the last Walmart on the way down the Grand Isle. That's her words. But she says it's a region that's rich with a lot of history and a lot of stories, uh, especially from the Acadian uh, era and the, the Cajun country. And she explained to me what the history of the Rougarou is, and that's really the, the focus of this week's podcast. And I thought, it's close to Halloween. Why not? Great. Okay. Uh, what did you learn about the Rougarou? Well, I mean, obviously, most of us understand the Rougarou to be sort of this hybrid-looking werewolf, half-person. That's half what I thought. It was like a, it's like a wolf. wolf it is. Wolf, wolf yeah. creature. Okay. That That is in, uh, I guess, visual media as, as – uh, Alexis Bro told me, but she said, you know, the Cajuns understood the Rougarou to be something more of a shapeshifter. So yeah. it could be anything in terms of a, a, a creature. It could be, she said, it could be a chicken. It could be a wild, crazed chicken. Come it could on. Take the form. Yes. Hey, look, I, I don't make this stuff a up. Chicken? So I go to the, the, to the official. I'm not going to be afraid it, it of a be, chicken. Well, it, it could be, a, you know, a, a monsterized dog. Um, it could be a monster. It okay. could also be a better, person. closer, warmer. That's yes. that's kind of scary. But, 
Yeah, it, it, it comes from there's there's obviously roots to what she called the loop guru, which is the, the French term for, for the werewolf. Uh, and obviously the Acadians had a lot of connections to, to the French, um, you know, the French Cajuns, so on and so forth. Uh, but the, the Ruguru is traditionally, she said, a, a shapeshifter. Uh, it can take many forms. But I also learned that we as people could turn into the Ruguru. Uh, and there's, there's a long story behind that. But she said the, the traditional understanding of the Ruguru in the Cajun community was that it was sort of an enforcer, that if you went astray of what your your mama and your papa or your, your parents told you or even some of the edicts of the church, uh, that the Ruguru would come and, and keep you in check, um, scare the hell out of you, and then uh, put you back on, on the right path. But it also could kind of be uh, something that we could turn into ourselves, that something that was externally putting a lot of fear into us. Um, we could one day become that too. Do we? And that, yeah. Do we do we decide to become the Ruguru, or is it like, uh, or do we get uh, like possessed? You know, it, it, I think we get possessed. Okay. And there's also there's also a community aspect to it that, you know, there there could be throughout the history um, of, of the, the Cajun community, um, there was always certain individuals that might be a little bit left of center. Um, and since we're you know close to Halloween, it's, Alexis Bro told me it's it's similar to what the old folks. Uh, like in the Middle Ages, used to think of witches, you know, when there were people that were strange and did strange things and had strange behavior in their life, uh, they'd be branded as witches. Uh, in the Cajun community back in the day, she said that, you know, folks that were, again, very odd, uh, were rumored to be the Rougarou, that somehow that they were possessed and um, the, the creatures would kind of emerge from them. Um, but I think it's sort of this tale of the monsters that we sometimes fear are the ones that are walking among us. And the Ruguru oh. is sort of a representation of us going astray of, like, these moral codes that most communities have. Um, so I thought it was a fascinating look at just how the Ruguru came to be. Um, and there's also Ruguru Fest, apparently, um, down, in, down in home. It was just last week. Yes, it was just last week. And it benefits the, uh, the one of the areas that... It's a wildlife center um, that really preserves and tries to kind of keep intact the, the Louisiana coast and also the communities that live along it. Um, so true to form, the Rougarou takes many forms. Uh, it's a shapeshifter. So there's much more to that, and I, I encourage people to listen to the podcast. Now, Alexis Bro can tell it much better than I can because she is what? A raconteuse. A raconteuse. Well, I mean, yeah. look, if it's up to me, I kind of want the, the wolf, the wolf edition. You know, I don't know if that's like, is it, is it like a wolf that walks upright on its hind legs or is it like, uh, like it's got the body of a man, but a wolf's head? That, that is usually, and I'll say this, the, the Rougarou Fest down in Homa uh, just last week, uh, their representation of the Rougarou was that, was a, a, a werewolf with, you know, part human body and the werewolf face and, and top half of that. Uh, but what's interesting to me is the the Rougarou, it, it's sort of this this creature that we think is ferocious, but Alexis Bro told me that, you know, versus compared to the, the European understanding of the, the traditional werewolf, the loop guru, she said that is, the loop guru is a horrifying monster. Oh. You know, there are tales of indiscriminate killing, just oh. decapitations, oh my God. you know, destroying. Yeah. She said the Rougarou is actually a much more subtle creature. There, there's, 
the body count is not as high. So it's so a little friendlier. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's coming specifically for something. Like if, if you did something wrong, then the boogeyman's going to get you. And that's sort of the representation of the river. It embodies this universal idea of a boogeyman. Now, the werewolf or the loop guru, she said, traditionally, that thing is a monster. That'll it mess you up. And kills you regard- yeah. I mean, if you're just happen, you know, if you're in the Middle Ages, happening to go out and feed the sheep, you too could be part of that body count and the sheep. Wait, do but the Ruguru, not so much. Do, but so the Ruguru is here, like, okay, you know, you sassed your parents or you skipped church, so the wolf guy is going to come and, and give you a scare and get you back on the straight and narrow. But the European version, you can just be like, oh, I got to go check on the sheep, and he'll kill you just mm-hmm. for just for being around. Yes. High body count, as Alexis Bro told Good me. Good Lord. Now, to be, fair, to be fair, she said, look, if, if I see a Rougarou in my, in my area, in my neck of the woods, and she lives in Cutoff in Lafouche Parish, she says, uh, and quote, and this is, you can listen to the podcast, she says, I will void all my bodily fluids and run away. Whoa, whoa. So it's still a scary, so, yeah, it's still a scary issue here. I mean, it's not like the Rougarou is like a, a, a friendly, a friendly monster. It, it's there to enforce and keep us in check. She said... She says she's going to avoid all her bodily fluids if she sees it. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I involuntarily because she's scared or because that's like the way that you get it to leave you alone. Like a, like a, like a skunk, you know, if a skunk is startled, he'll, he'll do the skunk spray. Is this... I think she will involuntarily because okay. it's a scary thing. That Look, makes the, the more sense is still, yeah. The, the Ruger is still a, a frightening monster. You know, if you're talking about a boogeyman, if you're talking about I don't a know, man. person, or possessed demon. Yeah, you know, you might lose some bodily fluids in that. I don't know. I I don't think I'm going to I mean, <laughs> it's got to be pretty scary cuz I know it's not going to now that I know, you know, having learned everything that I've learned today speaking with you and I'll listen to your podcast over the weekend while I'm doing dishes. But which is when I listen to my podcast. But I nice. I'm not going to be scared if it's like a chicken like a half wolf chicken, like a ch- like a chicken sized wolf that comes and is like, oh, you know, cut that guy off at the red light the other day. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna be scared of that. I will, I will ask you. When's the last time you saw a possessed chicken? If I see one, I'm running. What is it? I'm told I did something wrong, and I know, and that that's that's the world telling me, or the, you know, the the spirit world out there telling me I did something wrong. I'm running, man. Okay, well, you put you. Chickens are easy to deal. It's not like a possessed dog or a wolf or an alligator. A chick, you can just drop kick a chicken; it'll leave you alone. I don't recommend doing that unless it's trying to hurt you. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the gator because I think that the part of the lore, and it's certainly that—that's why the Ruglu came to be—is that she said, "Think about this. Like these stories were were created when the marsh was much bigger, the swamp was much closer, the trees were were much bigger." Uh, you know, and there were no lights and electricity back in the day in, in Cajun country when the Acadians came. Yeah. So you had to kind of keep people in check. Um, you know, is the Ruguru true? I don't know. But, you know, well, it, it's 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 lasted, especially in, in this neck of the woods. And, look, we we have a boxer, uh, Regis Progre Ruguru. I mean, he is Regis Ruguru Progre. Um, he's a ferocious boxer. He took yeah. on the, the name Ruguru for, for, his, for his culture, for his grandparents and his grandfather specifically. But he's also a ferocious fighter. So, you know, the Ruger still has this uh, connotation of, of being fierce and frightening. And, you know, I think pretty appropriate for nowadays when it comes to, to Halloween. And you know, that, that's why we visited 
he wants to episode of the podcast. He wants to strike fear into the hearts of his opponents, so he gave himself the Ruguru name. Hey, I got some text messages oh, yeah. here now, and I want to leave some meat on the bone so people go and listen to your podcast. Sure, mm-hmm. but uh, here's a text that says, "What about the thirteen pennies?" That is part of the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, there there are some very yes, there are some very odd things. That's very that, mysterious uh, sounding. Off. The thirteen yeah. pennies. Okay. Apparently, well, if you put if you put a little bit of uh, distraction to the Ruguru, if it enters your house, thirteen pennies, uh, it will distract the Ruguru. Uh, it has to count some things. There's there's an aspect of putting a colander uh, near a doorway. You know, have to count the, the holes in the colander what? as well. That's what I look. There's very it gets very specific, and you know, I, I, obviously, Tan Trung is not a Cajun name, <laughs> so I had to defer to the the experts on this one. Uh, Alexis Bro, and admittedly, she said she she didn't uh, come to kind of connect with her Cajun roots until later in life. But now that she has, she's fully immersed herself. She's a great storyteller. She's a visual artist. She's also an author. One of her books uh, she wrote was called One Two Ruguru. So you know, she says it can get very specific. And the thirteen penny I would is think a thing. So. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm imagining now. I'm kind of coming back the other way. If I, you know, get up in the middle of the night to go pee and I see at my doorway there's a possessed chicken counting holes in a colander just kind of standing by the door, that seems unwholesome. That's weird. I, I would be disturbed by that. Well, good thing you just went to pee because you have now voided your I body I would avoid my body so fluids. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Here's a text that says, uh, hey, Ian, if you got possessed by the Ruguru, your toenails will grow very long. Because the silver in the toenail clippers is like a wooden cross to Dracula. Whoa. Really? Okay. Did you hear about that? I didn't uh, get into Dracula. I, okay. didn't, I, no, I did not get into Dracula in the podcast. But, okay. you know, what? The, the interesting thing to me was that what, what Alexis Bro told me is that, look, you know, the, there, there's, there's a in-between kind of area of, of Louisiana. You know, it's like... We have brackish water, and she said that a lot of things in Louisiana are blurred sometimes, and that's where the lore comes from. But she said, really, you know, some of the scarier stuff in um, in Louisiana lore is the real stuff. And she told me about a couple of true stories uh, about some vampire-like brothers in New Orleans, and I won't give that away. Check out the podcast. And she said there's police reports uh, written on that. And she said, look, at the end of the day, like some of the more scary stuff, uh, is the stuff that really happened. And she talked about these way back hurricanes and images of women drowning and that were caught up in the trees. And so they were dangling uh, by their hair in the trees. She said, oh, that's the more horrifying stuff. Yeah, that's dark. Um, the reality sometimes is scarier than, than the stuff that we can create. Okay. Uh, kind of drawing to a close here, Ton, I want to ask you a couple mm-hmm. about a couple more of these texts. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, Rougarou wants relief, so he'll bite you. So you turn into one, and I'm from Cutoff, and I was t- I've been told this story forever. So it is it's a little bit of like vampire there, where a Rougarou will bite you, and then you turn into one. You become possessed, and then you become yeah. a, it's like yeah. a suit that we just take turns wearing. There, there is a, a sort of a trade off. You can sort of become the Rougarou. Um, it has to do something with a full moon. Um, you have to do it on a gravel road. I mean, the, the rules get very specific. Um, and that, you know, these are the rules that Alexis Bro told me uh, that have been passed down from generation to generation. Obviously, sometimes, you know, as, as you know, if you start one story in one particular place and then you end up maybe in the 13th person that you told, 
Um, the story is going to be morphed a little. But I think that's what makes it interesting is that, you know, there's adaptations and understandings that change over the generations. But still here, you know, we still have the Rougarou. And again, the, the Rougarou Fest just, was, uh, just took place last week. Um, Alexis Bro was part of it, and she, she's sort of the folklorist uh, wow. telling about the, the lore of the Rougarou down in, down in Homa. Yeah. Uh, a couple people are responding to my uh, perhaps uh, dismissive comments about chickens here's a text that says you've obviously not spent much time around chickens or roosters they're like little dinosaurs they will peck and spur you if you make them mad uh, another texter says oh where did the other chicken comment go this damn thing always moves around <laughs> um it's like wrangling chickens yeah look i have been around chicken I, I, was, I was living in sweden for a summer many many years ago on a apple orchard and there were chickens everywhere just running wild huh. because we had a slug problem and the chickens, we eat the slugs. So we just let them run around in the garden. And yeah, they were, uh, they had uh, bad attitudes, you know, and they'd come and they'd, it, it, you know, sass you a little bit, but you just push them aside with your foot gently. And I'm sure if it was much more angry than that, you know, I guess they could get up in your face and start kind of flapping around. I don't know. I've never met a chicken. I didn't think that I could overpower if it really came to it. Wow. We really learned a lot about each other in this segment. Ton Tronk, thank you so much for your time and for your work. I love your podcast, man. Uh, again, that's available at WWL.com and on the Odyssey app and anywhere you get your podcast. You have a great weekend, man. Have fun and stay safe. All right, Ian. Thank you. See you later, Ton. There he goes. All right. I got more of your comments on the Oakland Jewelers talking text line. I'm going to read before we step away. Man, it's a Friday afternoon, Halloween, holiday weekend. I'm feeling good, and I hope you are, too. Be right back after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Move it, people! Friday afternoon, baby. Mm, 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 mm. You remember this music video? Man, they sure knew how to make them back then. CNC Music Factory, baby. On the Oakland Art Jewelers, talking text. <laughs> On the Oakland Art Jewelers, talking text line. Uh, we've been talking about the the Rougarou and how it might take the form of a possessed chicken. Uh, Rick at the beach is with us today, and Rick says, "I used to meet a possessed chick at the door, but we got divorced." <laughs> Here's a texter that says, is Ton ever going to cover the, the Fifole? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, probably. I mean, he can't do the Rougarou again next year. So maybe the, the Fifole, he could cover that for next Halloween. That's another, you know, Louisiana spooky spirit from the folklore, uh, if you're not familiar. Um, oh, where's the other one? Uh, somebody asked me, would I rather fight 100 chicken-sized horses or a horse-sized chicken? This is actually pretty easy. I'd rather fight the the 100 tiny horses. Uh, the reasoning I gave is that, you know, they don't have any pointy bits. Uh, they got no claws or anything like that. I have been stepped on by a horse before. I didn't love that. That was a police horse story for another day. I know horses can bite you, but I think if they're tiny horses, you know, I'm not that worried about it. And they can't jump. I guess they could run pretty fast. And you got to fight 100 of them at once. But I still feel pretty confident, even just with my 
feet and my fists that I could fend off a hundred chicken-sized horses. Now, a, a horse-sized chicken, no way, brothers and sisters. I'm not getting anywhere near that. He's going he's gonna to peck my eyeballs out, man. That'd be huge. Not in any way am I going to step into the ring with one of those. A couple other interesting stories you may enjoy checking out on our website at WWL.com today. Headline reads, Florida man finds iguana in toilet from the article. Florida is just full of surprises. A Florida man recently found a surprise in his toilet that made him exclaim, it's huge. Cute. Article continues, there's nothing like getting up in the morning and finding an iguana in your toilet, he said. It is alive, and I don't know how it got there. I don't know if it was just looking for a spa day or what, but it's huge. Once they remove it, I'll be a happy camper, and hopefully so will the iguana. How are you going to wind up with an iguana in your toilet? I mean, I guess if you leave the lid up and the iguana is in your house for some reason, I don't know. It, it it didn't say if he, you know, if the toilet was like, I don't know, in his pool house or something, or if it was like, you know, upstairs next to the master bedroom. I am grateful that I've never had to deal with this. See, we like to kind of make fun of Australia, you know, because they got, you know, spiders and things that will kill them, you know, that are in their homes. But, you know, they don't have iguanas in their toilets. I don't think so. Also at WWL.com, this article says, will parade routes need to shrink for Mardi Gras 2024? The mayor of New Orleans advisory, uh, Mardi Gras Advisory Council is meeting tonight, and it comes as the number of New Orleans police officers is even smaller than last Mardi Gras. Don't love that. Mardi Gras guide publisher Arthur Hardy says, assuming all systems go as they did last year, which was remarkably smoothly handled when you realize how late it all came together, I hope so, man. I like my normal Mardi Gras routes. I don't want anything to shrink. Let's get a look at traffic, and I'll come back and say goodbye. Be right back. Okay, before we jump off, I want to make sure I thank my studio producer, Coleman. Five stars, no notes. Along with Dave Brandon on the traffic and Chris Miller in our news department. Crucial thanks to Scoot for his support. Executive Director Jordan Fiegel. All hail Jordan, Lord of the Nasdor, and Program Director and Brand Manager Diane Newman. And Market Manager Kevin Cassidy for the opportunity. And to my incredible wife. Meet me at the lake, babe. This show and every show on WWL is available to hear, download, and share at WWL.com and the Odyssey app, where you can also rewind the show. You can follow WWL on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you to Psycho Dr. Ron Bailey, Thane Rosenbaum with CBS News, Warren Luckett from Black Restaurant Week. I promise I don't put raisins in the potato salad. Get me that cookout, man. Thanks to Pond Dixon out on Bayou Sauvage. Sorry about the fire. I claimed the shaggy defense. It wasn't me. Props to Brain Dog Roy Salgado at the Mighty Mighty UHC. And big ups to disinfo expert Phil Napoli, even though Duke sucks. And Chief Ghost Dude Sidney Smith. Thank you, Herr Brian Huber, Justin Kennedy, the Po' Boy Prince, Chris Hanna, Keeper of the Crustas, and to Ton Trong. Always down for a good time. Lots of love to Brett, Kat, and Mr. Owen at Majorius Commerce Restaurant. Keep those hash browns coming, guys. Much love to the innocents of Israel and Gaza and to the people picking up the pieces in Lewiston, Maine. We love you guys. Thanks to everyone who called and texted during the show. If you loved what you heard today, get a friend to listen to. I got a split and go out to the airport. Apparently, I left behind a jar of Zatarain's crab boil. I need it this weekend for purposes. 
Y'all be safe out there. Up next, fans in the pro, four to six, deuce in the moose. But as for me, 5,000 G, I'm out of here. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 